0: something that i've been in a place of like finally finding room and space to like right yeah talk about it to talk about it right to yeah know that hopefully it helps liberate someone else um yeah from from those from those walls of like trying to do whatever it takes to 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 not talk to not deal with it right and i went to yeah i I went went to food you know i went to food and food became my way of feeling trust me
1: Same. I did the exact same thing. Yeah. So that was my comfort. And, and the one thing that I'm working with my therapist currently is like the, the, the traumas that I had, because obviously that happened when I was eight years old. So as opposed to saying, Hey, I'm a victim, like, no, I'm a survivor that just ref just rephrasing those things. And then there's the whole, like, I was, and I realize this now, I was afraid of men because of what that man did to me. So I've always had, you know, female friends. So what did I do in my own therapeutic way? I joined a fraternity where I was most uncomfortable. And like I've always said, through uncomfortable, like when you're uncomfortable, you grow. And we've heard that all the time. So even though that wasn't the most like healthiest thing to do, it helped me in Mm. some weird way. Uh, or some weird abstract ways. So I did everything backwards, but I'm learning from it and I've learned from it.
0: Welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you joined us. Uh, today you've joined me on location. As you know, my background is usually green, but this is real green this is these are real trees and this is (laughs) real somewhat outdoors um we are here for the social emotional leadership academy our our camping trip um and the young men they're over there finishing lunch and they just started a fire Uh, we just came back from uh doing a cold plunge in the ocean at baker beach and what we are excited about today i get to uh introduce this show because I didn't do the intro at the office, so I'm doing it on location. Um, And so today's guest um, is Jose Quintero. Uh, He's a radio host at Cali 93.9 in Los Angeles. He's a podcast host, um, Salud Podcast, where they're really doing a lot of work around engaging the Latino community. Uh, I learned about him from one of our young men from last summer who actually had heard the podcast and said you should talk to Jose and so we have been trying for a year and as we come closer our one-year anniversary we're really trying to connect with men around this work um, and so I'm really glad for this conversation you're gonna hear some some important and deep topics um, we're talking about this men's work the growing work around men's work the growing work of supporting men around childhood trauma that we oftentimes didn't get places and opportunities to talk about um, about family structures, parents, um, just a really powerful conversation. It was actually, um, it felt really uh, unlike a lot of our other conversations, but in the sense that this man take off his mask with me and I got to do the same with him. I'm looking forward to more conversations with him um, and I'm looking forward to you learning more not only about his work, uh, but also the work that we're doing here in the Taking Off the Mask movement. So uh, next week's episode, we're cl- getting close to one-year anniversary. You're going to hear from two of our young men. You're going to hear from Sam and Ben. They do a face-to-face, and we're going to have a couple more face-to-faces this summer. So stay tuned for some new voices on the podcast, and i really just thank you for being a listener. Please share this with anybody who you feel could benefit from these conversations, and please um, tell somebody about it. Today's episode there is going to be um, some mention of uh, sexual assault And so if that is a sensitive topic for you uh, Please, you know, know we don't go into any detail But it is mentioned So I just want to prepare you for that um, And just know that there are so many people around us That are going through things we would never know by just looking at them And I want to appreciate each of you for being listeners And for being a part of this community And welcome again to the Taking Off The Mask podcast Hope you enjoyed today's episode Welcome, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Uh, my name is Ashanti Branch, and I am so glad to welcome Jose to the show. Jose, thank you for being here.
1: Uh no, thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a pleasure. I, when you reached out, I was like, yeah, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> well, I want i want to make sure that I'm going to say, because I should have asked you before the show, but I'm going to ask you, your last name is Quintero, no? Is that how you say yes. it? Okay, yes. Okay, perfect. Quintero. Quintero okay, gracias. Yes. All right. You want to make sure I said it right, Jose Quintero. Listen, what we like to do is have the guests to introduce themselves. So, how about you just tell folks who you are, what you're up uh-huh. to, and like just tell them about yourself. And it would jump in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Thank you so much. My name is Jose Quintero. I am a SoCal born and raised. Uh, My parents are immigrants from Mexico. Uh, You know, I have a bachelor's degree in marketing, I have my master's degree in marketing, but somehow along the way, finding my passion and drive, uh, I ended up doing Spanish radio. So I work uh, Morning Spanish Radio at Cali 93.9 here in Los Angeles. So that's what I've been doing for the past five years. You know, chasing my dreams. I always say a kid from the rancho uh, living it up in the big city. Awesome.
0: Well, I, I'm excited. And maybe I'll have to break out some Spanish on uh, here with you <laughs> in a little bit and, and, some, yeah. and some practice. But I'm so thankful for you being on the show. You know, no, uh, thank you. I, 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 I'm really glad that. Um, You know, I've been listening to your podcast for a while, so I am inspired by the work you're doing. And uh, thank you for putting that work out there in the world. Yeah, no,
1: thank you. And I think uh, it's part of this whole process of trying to discover oneself and trying to find self-therapy. It it was really uh, Caesar, my co-host, who was the catalyst in the podcast. Like, you know, he was pushing me, driving me. Then this pandemic hit. And I'm like, all right, Caesar. I'm finally going to pay attention to you. And, you know, it started off as like, let's be something let's, you know, let's make jokes about it. But it turned into something very beautiful and helpful that we think, and we would love to continue for our Latino community, especially within the male uh, sector. Yeah, man. Well,
0: that's exciting. You know, when we, when I, when I, when I reached out to you, I was uh, inspired by some words that you shared on social media and, and just thank you for letting your heart be open. Right, I think sometimes it's always a, you know, I sometimes I do it and I, when I, if I open my heart there and I don't, it doesn't happen enough. So I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. did I just, I get that fear of like, what did I just do? What'd you just do, (laughs) you know? And then when I see another man who's willing to like, let his heart open and it's like, okay, Ashanti, it's gonna be all right. Right, and I, and I know that, I know it's important to do, but it's something about that, 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 that fear, the fear that comes yeah. in to be like, did I share too much to what, you know, and, and, and maybe taking the worry of what I, of what I think people are going to say or think or, yeah. or, or respond in a way and just, and not just being honest to my own self,
1: you know? And, and it, so I, yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because it, it is really hard to see other men be vulnerable and share their emotional state and feelings, especially with a camera. Um, And you're like, I don't know, the fear of being judged. But it was really Justin, and uh, I forgot his last name, but he just wrote a book called uh, Man Enough, and he has the Man Enough podcast. Yes, Uh, Baldoni. Yeah, Justin Baldoni. uh, He was on Jane the Virgin, Virgin, and he did something with his kids, and he was literally showing them that it was okay to cry, and he did it in front of the camera. And he's always been an advocate of, you know what, just cry, let it out, let other people see it. So. I had the fear in me that I'm like, if I do it on Instagram, will people be like, Oh, look at this attention grabber. Will this, like this person all he wants is attention obviously coming from the entertainment industry it can get misinterpreted into that and that is why I decided to do it on the podcast and not necessarily on my Instagram just because I knew the community that we were building there and it was a beautiful response and it was such a real response and I'm glad it reciprocated well with with the people viewing more than anything
0: yeah I did and I did I've shown it to a lot of the young people in my in my work, who mm-hmm. have different relationships with their fathers. Some yeah. good, some not so good, um, some estranged, but just <clears throat> hopefully giving them some inspiration to, to speak their own truth, right? And let, yeah. it out of, let it out of their bodies because what ends up happening is when it goes in and mm-hmm. it is gonna, it's going somewhere, that energy yeah. is in motion and it's going to find a place and either you're going to you know, try and self, self-medicate it away, eat it away, drink it away, smoke it away, yeah, exit away, you're gonna try and get rid of it in some way. But if you don't deal with it, it's just gonna be waiting for you for the for, yeah. for a rainy day right for a, for a moment of low resistance to like lash out right and we see it happen so often.
1: Yeah, and it happens to a lot of us men and I think I've always been uh you know more in tune with my emotions uh more regularly than other men. So, as you get older, you start saying like I don't care what other people think. I'm just going to literally express if I love something, if I love someone, I'm going to tell them that I love them and it might not be the most traditional manly way, but it makes me feel whole as a person to let my loved ones know and especially my friends, with my family, I'm still you know trying to uh, trying to break that it's easy with my mom it's easier with my brothers it's getting easier with my dad um so i was like you know what i i don't care like there's a saying in spanish que canten misa so basically let the people talk they will talk regardless
0: <laughs> oh man i'm going to learn some of those phrases <laughs> say say it again say it again in spanish que canten misa
1: Okay, basically let the choir in the church sing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a little translation.
0: All right, I got it, I got it. Well, listen, I'm, I'm excited that we get to make these masks together. And what I, what we're going to do is we're going to do it together. And I'm glad you have a piece of paper there that has some 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 nephew art on it. Yeah? That's yeah. So, yeah. So what we're going to do is um, uh, fold it in half, fold it in half, whichever okay. so direction half works for you. And then we're going to have the left side and the right side. And so on the left side is where you're gonna draw the mask and we're gonna call the left side the front. So for those out there who haven't made a mask yet, you can go online to 100K Masks and make a mask anonymously. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jose and I are gonna share our masks right here. And uh, I invite you to go ahead and make a mask also. So on the left side where it says front and then the right side is gonna be the back. On the left side, the first step is to draw a mask. So Uh whatever you think a mask looks like, uh, we'll take a couple, we'll take a minute or so and just draw a mask.
1: All right. So I'm going to draw a mask inspired <laughs> by my culture. Hopefully, it comes out like that. I mean, awesome. lucha libre is very oh man, you know, gung-ho in Mexico. I wasn't right. born there, but I grew up with it. So we okay. will see. <laughs> <laughs> it looks more like a Power Ranger.
0: Oh man! It's, whatever it looks like, is perfect because I think. Uh, and you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I'm gonna uh-huh. sh- share something with you in a minute. So we're gonna talk about lucha lucha libre,
1: lucha luchadors. I'm I'm
0: glad you mentioned
1: that. Uh huh. All right. Uh-huh. I'm like I'm not sure it's it's supposed to have eyes, but I guess <laughs> it'll. Ju- it, it's it's me. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let's see. Okay. All right. That is my mask. All right. So what we're going to do on the same side where the mask is, uh, is you're going to write three words, which are qualities of yourself that you gladly let the world see. So three words or phrases
1: that are qualities that you gladly let the world see. All right. And I am going to, okay. All right.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. You got, you got the words on the front ready? I got the words. Okay. Al, I, I, like I like to love your background, by the way. That's It's uh, amazing thank street you. right there. It's an amazing street.
1: It, it's Colombia. Okay. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. So now we're going to go to the back. And the back is different than the front.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, the back is, um, what are the things that we normally don't let people see? So three mm-hmm. words or three phrases that are qualities that you normally don't let people
1: see. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. <sighs> mm. uh, I, I I got them. Okay. Okay. I mean, two. I wrote four, but okay, fair. Four <laughs> is great. Four four words. <laughs> where, where two, you got? <laughs> I, I was like. Uh, two are good, two are bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I've, um, you know, I've, I've made lots um, lots of masks over the years. Um, yeah. And I always have to, you know, I try and make them fresh every time, every show, so I can just get really present about which ones are really hot and,
1: and present yeah. right
0: now. So uh, thank you for uh, being a part of this. Um, you got them all down? Yeah, I think I'm okay. um, good. All right. Um, all right. Well, here's how we do it. You decide as a guest who you want to go first. So either you want me to go first or you want to go first
1: and whatever you decide is is perfectly. I'm going to be a risk taker and say I'll go first.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll do like, we'll go front and then front uh-huh. and then back and then back. So you go front, and then I'll, you, you'll share whatever you want to share, and then I'll share, and then we'll go back and forth.
1: Yeah, awesome. All right. All right. So um, I will show you the front. Not sure if you could be able to see it, but there's a luchador. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I made a mask out of a luchador just because I felt like if we're talking about masks, one, a mask that's very emblematic to my culture, uh, to Mexico, and it's still emblematic, is La Lucha Libre. Uh, we all grew up with it. We all grew up hearing Blue Demon, and not necessarily because maybe we seen him like live or on TV, but because our parents, you know, probably saw a couple movies. So that was our introduction to Lucha Libre, and then our segue being bicultural, living here in the United States, WWE. So I did draw two flags on it, one a US flag and one a Mexican flag, to my the best of my ability. All right. On, right on. <laughs> um but that's the mask that i have and then not sure if you want to share your mask you want me to continue with the words yeah sure yeah share the words and then you and when you share it you can actually put it over your body
0: and then Mm -hmm. it will like it will show up yeah there it goes Now now you can see it yeah perfect awesome
1: Awesome. So the first word I chose is confidence. It's something that I lacked as a child, but that I will proudly showcase because I am confident in my work. I am confident in the ability of what I do in my job. And I am confident when I talk to people about things that I am passionate about and about my opinion. Um, sometimes it doesn't get across, but I confidently say it, (laughs) um, I've always been told and I am a true believer of optimism. I am the glass half full, not empty. I, even though like there's ups and downs in life, I feel like I am a true optimist. There's always, uh, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm always trying to look for it. There are stressful moments, but I am a true believer. If you just keep pushing and you keep going, you know, that light is going to get brighter and brighter and that tunnel is just going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I'm a talker by nature. So I would say communication. Uh, that is why I work in radio. And that's kind of ties into the confidence aspect. But I love communicating. I love talking. You put me in a room, I will talk, you know, if the conversation is good. Um, so so yeah, I think those are qualities that i have and that i openly share with the world then people will definitely say like oh yeah not that guy because he's (laughs) a (laughs) talker
0: all right man thank you thank you jose for that one
1: yeah
0: all right here we go um and and i was thinking of some kind of luchador but it doesn't look like it in this picture but um here is (laughs) it was uh i forgot who i was trying to draw it first but i I used to have a mask on my desk that I would show you, but the three words I chose for the front are serious, hardworking and dedicated. That's and funny. I think hardworking and dedicated are pretty, pretty close to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, when I think about the, the reason I thought about dedicated today, um, and I was going to write caring too, but uh, the reason we're dedicated yeah. today is kind of like sticking with it. Right. Like I'm, I'm yeah. definitely hardworking. I'll work hard, but. For me, the reason I dedicated separate is just because I wanted, like, I, I try and, like, not quit. I try and, yeah. be, you know, follow things through to the end, you know. Um, we have an internship program, and uh, one of my interns, he's leaving on a trip next week. And I'm like, how am I going to manage all of this? Like, how am I going to run the organization and manage yeah. the interns? And part of me was, like, last week was, like, I should just cancel it. I should just cancel yeah. the internship. And I, there was already young people, you know, planning to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to let them down. Right. And I'm like, yeah. okay, how, how am I going to make it work? And how? And so I think that. Um, As I think about the, being dedicated, uh-huh. making sure that I'm, I'm not dedicated at a fault. Right. To a fault yes, where, of where I self-sabotage or self-destruct. Right. Because I'm mm-hmm. like trying to keep my word, but also trying to keep my keep my well-being as
1: well you know yeah you know, yeah so. yeah i'm curious as to why you put serious is it because there's a serious look to it or serious when it comes to business because it seems like you're very chill
0: <laughs> yeah i think i think if you meet my students like i, I um uh-huh. if you meet some of them i think my serious part is like i am uh i, I would rather be laid back and really just uh-huh. you know kick cool right all the time yeah but i like i have so many goals and so many dreams and so many things i got to get done and mm-hmm. I, and i have a hard I, maybe i'm not really good at balancing the just mm-hmm. being chill and cool and like being like getting everything done i feel like there's so more to get done than i have time to do so i'm always like so i think serious is um like it, it goes on and off. Right. I think what I've learned, okay. um, what, what I write, what I used to write on the front was serious and funny. Right. Okay. Cause I, I definitely, I definitely, and I don't know why I didn't write funny today, but it, that's just why I'm, how I'm feeling. I think I'm feeling this because of the intensity of this week. Of course. Like, of course. Um, like, and I've learned that in funny and serious gets tricky because I would rather be funny than serious. And when you're dealing with like people, if you're not clear, if I if I say things in a funny way, but I'm actually serious about it it can get it can get like misunderstood as oh you were just making a suggestion you were just being funny about it and i was like no i was actually trying to let you know right and and because i try and it's like how do you tilt one way or the other yeah yeah
1: and uh no 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 that's why i was i was curious
0: yeah no i'm glad you asked i think for me like definitely in this season of my of my work in the nonprofit i think i am like like we're pushing like we're pushing we're going forward like we're growing and expanding and i find that i have to wear this hat of like you know i'm the executive director i'm the founder but i'm also mm-hmm. like the person kind of leading the charge and i and i feel of like course I, I have to be more serious now than and, and, I, and i and i love the work so it's not like i'm i'm serious and angry i'm serious totally excited but also finding different channels of my own self you know
1: correct yes yes yeah. yes man right yeah on. no that's amazing thank you for asking Right no, on. thank you for sharing all right well all right.
0: now we're going to the back so okay. all right
1: i'll start <laughs> okay. with the good ones that okay, way you're okay. like oh, all right he's not a total mess <laughs> oh man right on man uh i think qualities that i don't often show and i probably should show are the generosity aspect of it well actually no i shouldn't even show them just because um When I say generosity, it doesn't mean that I'm not a generous person all the time. It's just sort of like there's a lot of people who expect or who in in our times in the times that we're living, they they are generous, but just for social media purposes, because they want to showcase it. I was always taught by my mom, like, hey, any generous act that you do. Keep it under the rug, like, because at the end of the day, it's more self-satisfying that, you know, there's no need for you to go out and about and be like, oh, yeah, today I donated to X, Y, and Z. Today I saw a homeless person and I gave them lunch or, X, you know, it's important, though, if you're going to have those acts of kindness or generosity towards anybody, um, showcase it in front of your friends, family member, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't even talk about it or mention it or ever bring it up afterwards. Uh, I mean, I will bring up this occasion one time. A couple years ago, I was driving with my buddy and my friend, and we came to a crossroad and it was a red red light. Uh, and it was a giant street. So there was one uh, lady is on her wheelchair. And she was going across the street. By the time she was in the almost to the middle of the road, the light turned green. So everybody just kind of waited. And I got out of the car and I was like, is it okay if I give you, uh," you know, because it looked like she was having a hard time. And she was like, thank you. I really appreciate it. And obviously she got to the destination, which was the other side of the street. My friend was, uh, you know, in the carpool and he's like, wow, that was really cool of you. But that's the last time we spoke about it. And that is the last time that I ever brought it up until now. Just because, like I said, those generous moments, um, they're teachable moments. Like, you know, that humanity is not lost, but you don't, there's no necessity of you like, hey, guess what I did today? Yeah. 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 Reliability, I do feel like I am a reliable person when my friends are in need and I will be there. I, you know, that is something that I extend out to them, that I extend out to family members and they know. And maybe sometimes a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know, can we count on him and whatnot? And it's like, just ask, but I'm not always going to be like, hey, ask me everything because I myself am a busy person. Um, so I think those are the two that are not so bad <laughs> that I don't showcase often. One uh, that I, I've always said, I'm a person uh, of emotion. I showcase my emotions on my sleeves. And my friends have told me like, hey, when you're mad or when you're annoyed or when something upsets you, you totally show it in your face. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. I'm, <laughs> I don't hide it. Even though I, am, I will probably stay quiet, there's something about my stillness and demeanor that they can catch on. And even though I spread optimism, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. So even though people see me on social media like, wow, you're so happy. I was like, yeah, but you've never seen me mad or more than anything, impatient. I am working on my, I am very patient with people. I'm just very impatient with time being wasted mm. more than anything. Yeah. So yeah. I can take hours talking to people. I can take hours understanding them. But yeah. when it's time consuming and not necessary, that just gets me in a certain mood that I'm like, I don't want to be here. Mm. Um, and then the last one, even though I did say confidence, I do tend to be shy. But not shy when it comes to public speaking, not shy when it comes to talking to other people. My shyness really lies in my relationship aspect, you know, trying to build a relationship with another woman uh, or trying to make that initial conversation. And I think it happens to a lot of young men and it still happens to older men like myself that I tend to shy when it comes to talking to a girl that i like but if it was a woman that doesn't interest me and i'm just like trying to have a good time and have you know and i think nothing of it totally different <laughs> yeah man those
0: are really beautiful thank you for sharing those thank you and can i actually just before i share yeah. mine just when you said when you said good and and other what do you, uh-huh. you mean what do you mean what do you mean by that what did you mean
1: so yeah. well, when, when you mentioned like qualities that you don't tend to share, yeah. the, the two that I felt like, you know what, these are, these are beautiful in their own way because mm. I don't showcase them, yeah. whereas the other ones I showcase them Got even it. though there's a, the, a lot of people don't know I have them. It's only a select few that I, you know, those inner circle. Yeah, that yeah. really get to know you and be like, okay, well, we know we're at a party yeah. and like mm-hmm. at a family gathering or a wedding, like Jose is going to get very shy asking another girl to dance. Like, so we won't put pr- pressure because we know as men, it's like, oh, go ask her to dance, go ask yeah. her to dance, yeah. give him his space, give him his time and he'll get there. Uh, but the whole impatience, people see me out in the street doing events, talking like, oh my God, he's so cool. Like he has the patience in the world. He can talk to people but don't waste my time because then I will show it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, this one is, uh, who we, I appreciate those. Thank you. Um, here are mine um, that are really resonant right now. Uh, I wrote fear of, and, uh, the reason it has three lines is because, um, there's been a lot of things that I've been navigating Whether what I'm afraid of. I think, uh, Mm. Like I, I used to just write fear of failure almost all the time. Like, mm-hmm. and then recently I was—I forgot who I was listening to. I was listening to someone recently who talked about fear in another way. Like, um, like maybe is is not necessarily the fear of failure because I don't mind failing. I I, I fail a lot mm. of times, and I'm not a—I I have no shame if I fail at something. Yeah, I think it's more of like fear of like not going after something and not fear of not trying and fear of the what if the what if, right. I think it's not the fear of failure. It's a fear of feeling like a failure. It's a fear of like the messaging that I tell myself that you, and I think that connects to the last one. Not enough. Like Uh (laughs) my messy writing. Not enough. Like, am I enough to really build this organization into what I dream of it being? Mm -hmm. You know, am I, am I enough of, to, to grow it so, to yeah. the, 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 the big organization that I want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. But enough
1: to whose standards, your yeah, standards my, or society's
0: standards? My, my own. Oh, I think it's oh. mine, but I think my standards are connected in a it, kind of intertwined with like yeah. in, in this nonprofit kind of complex of nonprofit work. If you don't attract enough funding, then you mm. can't keep doing the work. So of course, you know, you, you may, no one else may tell you that you're a failure, but if the organization can't thrive and survive, then you're, you're failing as an organization. Nah. You know, you, if you can't, you can't make it to the, those websites that tell you, Oh, you're a good nonprofit. Right. You know, you get the little badge that says, Oh, I forgot the name of the name of the websites, but they're like, yeah. Oh, you, your organization gets a gold star or, Bro, yeah. or you get no stars. Right. Like, uh, but I think just feeling like, do I have, like I know, I'm willing to work hard. There's never mm-hmm. that doubt, but do I have enough talent in that? And I think I've I've always thought about like, what would it be like to hire a, another executive director and me focus on, me focus on the thing I think I'm better at. I think the executive director role is so important. I don't mm-hmm. know that. Sometimes I have all the skills that would be nah. essential for that role. Like I, I created this thing. I'm the visionary, but doesn't mean i'm the one supposed to run it necessarily you know but yeah. until we until we have enough money to hire somebody or to, until we until i can figure out like how to yeah. so i think those are the things that the fears that come up is like man i've been this is 17 years i've been running this yes. thing for 17 years not not as a not paid i was unpaid until only five years ago i was yeah. a i was just a volunteer you know and so yeah, sometimes yeah. i think that and i think sadness comes into that too i think the sadness is like you know and it only comes out once in a while when i'm like when i get into comparison mode you know when it comes out the most mm-hmm. when i get into yeah. comparison mode when i when i see another organization get this big half a million dollar grant or blah 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 and i'm like oh my god what am i doing like what, yeah. what you know like i and i know that my my journey is not any anyone else's journey
1: and i of course. I know that
0: i know that intellectually I still get sucked into it. I get sucked Of course,
1: in. we're human, we're human. And I think the best thing, uh, obviously you've been working on your craft, you've been working on this organization for 17 years, but regardless of the time, whenever you jump into something new and people ask me, I always refer back to the quote that Oprah said when she started her first uh, show in, uh, and they interviewed her and they said, what if you fail? Or what if the show fails more than anything? So uh, so she said, if the show fails, it fails. It's not a reflection of who I am as a person, or the job that I can do, I am enough. And yeah. that always resonated with me. Obviously, working in the entertainment industry, you work in shows. So I understood that. But in life, you jump into something new, you continue it on, but that's not a reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. So... That's always I always I always keep that like in the back of my head, because when I get imposter syndrome, I more than anything, I'm like, no, no, no. OK, I I know I am enough. I have to remind myself constantly because you said yourself, we get sucked into this black hole of how do I get out like if everybody else is striving at a faster rate yeah
0: I, I, so can you say the quote again you said um if the show fails it fails but it's not a reflection on me Is that what she, exactly mm. exactly more or less you know <laughs> yeah no no i yeah now i wanted to just copy the track that down because i think yeah but
1: there's a clip if you'd like to share it in the future okay. it's on youtube
0: okay i, I think that's even powerful i think and i think intellectually i i, I believe that intellectually mm-hmm. like if you get to my like yes of course of course it's not a reflection of me Mm-hmm. But, but, it, but, it, but it almost is really hard. But that I think is, is hard too, right? It's hard to like d- disconnect it, right? Especially with yeah. something that you created,
1: right? Yeah. But you can always look back and say, you know, what is a reflection of you? Mm-hmm. All those students who've come along and you've affected mm-hmm. in a positive way. And at the end of the day, like, we have to remind ourselves, uh, like, especially with nonprofits, because I used to work for a nonprofit. It's like, at the end of the day, who we did it for was to impact at least one person, not for mm-hmm. the fame and glory, even though the money is amazing. The root of it all yeah, is that student. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's, <laughs> that's,
0: that, that's, that's powerful. That's and, powerful. And, and you know what? I, I think it happens often that i keep getting reminded i think god will like bring into like mm-hmm. remind a, a student who will send me a text and be like hey Branch, i just wanted to tell you like i've one young man who's just who's been battling sobriety right and he's, wow. he sent me a text the other day he recently got covid and he was feeling all down and feeling like you know he was feeling what he was yeah. feeling out of it and he said i just want to let you know i just hit one year like you said remember when i, when I asked you to go to this place of Los Pericos is tacarilla uh-huh. right here. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, that conversation helped me to like start putting stuff away. Taking out these and and man, just to see him after one year and his his growth, right? And I think some days when I'm feeling like, is this working? Like my desk is a mess. I'm like, when I get rejected from that grant and that grant, and then I'll get a text. And it's like, okay, Yeah. Shanti, yeah, that, you know, it's for that one. If nothing else, the legacy of that one person's life mm-hmm. and all the all that they were
1: creating in the world yeah. will,
0: will be different. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. no, that that's amazing. And you have seventeen years worth of stories like that one. And I think that is why, like, you know, me and Caesar started the podcast because we get it. We all the time like, wow, is this really helping other men? And then we get that one message like, thank you for sharing that. And we're like, okay. I think we're heading towards the right direction. <laughs> oh man, oh man, it is, it
0: is. It is. Uh-huh. I think one of your one of your guests once. Uh, uh, she helps people learn about uh, stocks and stuff like that. I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yes. but there was something she said. Linda Garcia. Yeah, in your little snippet, I only I heard the snippet, and that's what made me go watch the full, listen to mm-hmm. the full. She, you know, you. I think you were talking to her about like when a client is like, doesn't want to pay or whatever. And something she said, I remember, I can't, I don't paraphrase it wrong, but you should go hear that episode. But she was saying, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, I need to hear the rest of this. I need to hear the rest of yes, it. I had to go listen now, because yeah. I know that sometimes in this work, when you're, you know, you're out trying to like help people and then people are like, well, I don't really want to, I can't really, we can't really pay that much. And go, of course you can, you, you charge kids, $50,000 to go to your middle school. How do you have, Exactly. How, how, don't, how don't you have this much to bring in some important? Yeah. And then you just like, and then I end up, you know, feeling yeah. the pressure.
1: Self-sabotage yeah. it. more than anything. Yeah. She yeah. definitely brought up like, pay people what they're worth. And if you can't meet them at that level, that means you don't see my worth. Yeah. And more along the lines, that's what she said. So yeah. that really resonated with us. Um, oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. So, if you have a chance to listen to the episode with Linda Garcia, and she also has her own, um, you know, teaching financial literacy to uh, minorities, especially the Latino community. It's like in lose We Trust. Mm.
0: Speaking about that, like when you decided to do not only just to do the podcast, but mm-hmm. where, where were the messages that you got growing up? Where, what messages were out there for you? Like, how did you, get inspired to and this is I guess I don't usually ask questions on this podcast but that's a question I'm curious about yeah. in terms of your journey how w- what what inspired you who mentored you how did how did because how, you're helping a lot of people that you may never meet right yeah like you, but the yeah. ones who will reach out and say
1: thank you or put a comment in the you the- know what I think a lot of it boils down to the women in my life and I think it, it's true like you want to raise better men, always look at the amazing woman behind that man. Um, Like for me, it was my mom. And obviously she came from a very poor family with a lot of brothers and sisters then during the relationship with my father like he's a great father I love him is he a better husband now yes was he the best husband no because of his faults of you know with cheating uh and all this other stuff so in that we saw my mom's strength we saw how much she each, you know, fought for her children, and aside from my mom, my aunts, and then the women who have given me the opportunity to continue to fly and grow and believe in me, and not saying that men don't give those opportunities because they should, um, but women were so much more willing to to lend a helping hand, and I think as men we have to reciprocate that information, like that that same feeling and gratitude, because. More or less, it's a woman giving you the opportunity. Men are very possessive and men tend to lift women, but sometimes they lift them with the wrong eyes, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. They, they see them for their physical, like, what can I get out of them as opposed to what can I give them? Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it, it's a little bit of all that. And, you know, having Caesar, my fraternity brother, reach out, like me and him weren't the closest of, of fraternity brothers just because he was older, and having him want to open up and talk about these conversations, uncomfortable conversations, more than anything within our community, and, you know, break these glass ceilings, and how vulnerable can we be in order to create some sort of therapy within us so I mean these topics just started in like hey let's talk about this within the Latino community like this is awkward this made me feel weird and then little by little we got to let's share and elevate other people's stories you know, we talk about death, we talk about uh and I, I bring that up just because of the fear of death. We have it and we don't talk about it within within any community more than anything. And then do we talk to our parents about it? Like, hey, how would you lo- like to be celebrated? Or yeah. how what if it were to happen to me first? Like I have that conversation with my parents and it was uncomfortable, but we can always go back to that podcast if it were to happen to them or if it were to happen to me, because more than anything, this is my memoir. This is my legacy. This is what I want my future kids to listen to and be like, Hey, that's what your dad was thinking about. And hopefully I'm still thinking the same, if not have evolved to a better version. Yeah. 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 Oh, Oh man.
0: You know, I, I think when you talked about that, you know, um, there's a young man who who reached out to you to set up this day up, Kevin, um, mm-hmm. incredible young man. And I, I would definitely want to connect him with you all. And yes. I think uh, I've already shared the episodes that I get super fired up. I share them with him and a couple other young men in our work. But yeah. I think he he wants to be in this work. He wants to be good in this kind of like communications work and so, uh, helping people. And so good. I think he would, uh i'm so glad he 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 had when he first started setting up this date with you and me he hadn't i hadn't sent him a show and i I sent him Uh a show and he was hoping he could be here i was gonna try it i was a a triangle here yeah 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 yeah. but he wants to reach out and i just i want to appreciate you man i think you know i think sometimes that work you know i'm glad that you know you're already busy right i think maybe when um carlos reached out to you like man, i got so many things awesome going on and how do you fit another thing in but i I thank you for doing that
1: no and i and i think especially how do i say when when people reach out to me to do work like this it's like how do you say no like you can't you have to make time to you know advocate for these conversations advocate for future men to start thinking differently to become better men become better fathers like I know I'm a, like my friends always say, like, you are an outlier because you, like, you know, life has hit you in its own different ways. And somehow you come out pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, and, and I, I mean, it, it dwindled for me. It's my faith. For me, it's my relationship with God, my relationship with my brothers, how I view the world, um, because I decided to do that on my own. Um, And the people who I've had in, in, in my life. And ultimately, yes, the root of it all is my relationship with God. If that was probably taken out of the equation, I'd probably still be, I'm still damaged. I'm going to therapy finally, but I'd be even more damaged.
0: You know, thank you you for talking about it, because I think a lot lot of young people who I know in my community and and as you know, in your community that you are serving, Mm -hmm. this idea that uh, sometimes the help doesn't that people don't even know. They don't, but they don't know what they don't know sometimes, right? And sometimes it's a message they got from someone else who doesn't even know. So they listen to the message of the person (laughs) down the street and then they're like, Mm -hmm. and then the, the support never gets the things never get improved because they're listening to somebody else saying, well, they had a bad experience. So therefore it must be bad for everybody. And I think we have to begin breaking those messages down.
1: Yeah. And it's funny how therapy comes into the conversation because I've had a conversation about therapy, obviously for years from my female friends who said like, Oh, you should go to therapy. You should go to therapy. But innately, I don't know why sometimes we tend to neglect those types of comments or conversations with our female friends. But when it's another man telling you like, Hey, you should probably seek therapy because it took that. It took my male friends who in their own time were seeking therapy. I was like, you know what? Why not do it? My best friends are doing it. They enjoy it. They've changed. I'm going to give myself that opportunity as well to continue to grow and destigmatize it more than anything. Yeah.
0: Oh man. And I think that, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm new to it too. I'm, I'm in the early, mm-hmm. I, I have one of them apps I'm trying to figure out. So I'm trying to learn how to use it, but, mm. but those, are, those are the ones that I'm like, now things are opening back up. I prefer the in-person, I think then the app, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited that, uh, the, the, the world is opening back up. So these things can, can, and we know a lot of young people. I know a lot of young people in our work who have been under a lot of pressure and stress Of course, last of course. Year, so, um, man thank i mean i don't i i uh-huh. it, feel, it feels good it feels yeah uh, is there anything let me, let me ask you this because it's maybe a question but you just based on the work you've done in the podcast and in the work in the radio show what do you the based on you making your mask today if uh-huh. you were a teenager when you were a teenager what would it have taken for somebody like would it have been the person who asked you to write this down would it have been like we do a lot of work in schools but what do you think like if we're going to reach more young people uh, or in all communities, but when your community, yeah. what, what do you think that we need to do to, to make it more accessible, to make it reach, to outreach more like mm-hmm. that? You know, we're, we're asking people to do something that is, you know, simple. I mean, it's a simple task. It's six words in one picture, yeah. right? But, but we know that it's not easy necessarily, right? Yeah, and I
1: think Uh, More than anything, I've always said that normal, normalcy comes from transparency. Mm -hmm. So the more real we are with sharing our own experiences, the more I can say like, hey, and I'm sorry to like put this in here, like, so like, oh, my God, you just said it. The more I say I was. Uh, uh, a victim of suicide, or I'm a survivor, I'm a survivor of suicide, take that out. I'm a survivor of sexual uh, assault. I don't know why it was so hard to say it this time. Um, Like the more I say it and the more I speak about it, the more I normalize it, and the more men will be able to talk about these conversations. And I say it proudly with my head held up high, not because I'm ashamed to say it, no, because I am proud to say that even though that moment hurt me it did not define me it made me who i am because it made me reflect on a lot of things am i glad it happened to me uh yeah as opposed to my brothers because i was able to handle it but the more i talk about it the more i speak my truth and the more real i am and authentic i am uh, with myself and with others the more people are going to be like huh Maybe mm. I can start sharing something. And once you start sharing, especially as men, once you start sharing, whether it be a little piece of your life to somebody else, yeah. the yeah. healing process com- commences.
0: Yeah. And thank you for, for sharing that part of your story. Yeah. Um, that, that's also my truth and, yeah. um, and my story. And so I don't think I I, I definitely didn't know that before. Today. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah. it's definitely something that I've been in a place of like finally finding room and space to like, right. Yeah. To talk about it, to talk about it, right. To, yeah. to know that hopefully it helps liberate someone else. Um, yeah. From, from those, from those walls of like trying to do whatever it takes to, to, to not talk, to not deal with it. Right. And I went to, yeah, I, I, went, I went to food, you know, I went to food and food became my way of, trust me
1: same I did the exact same thing yeah so that was my comfort and and the one thing that I'm working with my therapist currently is like the 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 traumas that I had because obviously that happened when I was eight years old so as opposed to saying hey I'm a victim like no I'm a survivor that just re- just rephrasing those things and then there's the whole like I was, and I realize this now, I was afraid of men because of what that man did to me. So I've always had, you know, female friends. So what did I do in my own therapeutic way? I joined a fraternity where I was most uncomfortable. And like I've always said, through uncomfortable, like when you're uncomfortable, you grow. And we've heard that all the time. So even though that wasn't the most like healthiest thing to do, it helped me in Mm. some weird way. Uh, or some weird abstract ways. So I did everything backwards, but I'm learning from it, and I've learned from it. So, so yeah, oh, that is my truth.
0: Well, we I, we I think as we're finishing this up, we find I we have more in common than than uh than I thought we, than we even knew at the beginning, right? I think oftentimes yeah, yeah. what we find in this work is that oftentimes what, what our eyes judge is often misled, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Because of on course. the
0: outside, well, we're we're both male. You know, we we have careers, there's the outside things, but sometimes you would never know how much you have in common with people if you don't go beyond the mask.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Beyond the surface, you know?
1: Yeah, and And I think uh, that's important, taking off that mask. And I proudly take off my mask when I have real conversations with other men and who are willing more than anything.
0: Man. Man, Jose. You know, I, 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 we were talking about masks earlier and luchadores, and so I'm going to show you one of my, one of my masks. So I, this is one of my masks. Oh, yes. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Tiburón, Tiburón. Okay, and Tiburón. You know, tib, tiburón is connected to Mil Máscaras. And I, he, Mil yeah. Máscaras was somewhere around here. I don't know where he's at right now, but this is one of his alter egos, right? So yeah. sometimes he comes out as Mil Máscaras and sometimes he comes out as Tiburón. And um, this has been one of my favorite ones, so. Uh, That's I'm, beautiful. I'm gonna be sending you one of these. Oh uh, yes. Uh, so that you have one. This is a uh, uh, something I think. As we are now not wearing these so much anymore, I still have my collection. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm gonna be. Uh, I want to appreciate you for, for mentioning the no. door and I thought I was gonna show you that before we close. Well,
1: no. Thank you so much for inviting me, and thank you for opening up your platform just to be real. And hopefully, like if it helps one person, then it served its purpose.
0: Man, that's for sure. Will you let folks know like how they can follow you? Where the best place is to find your podcast? Yeah. And so we'll put it in the show notes, but I want you to tell everybody. Yeah, and, uh, I just, I'm so appreciating you being here today.
1: No, thank you. So if you want to follow me on my Instagram or all social media platforms, it's at Jose Quintero TV. Um, and then for the podcast, it's at like at Salud Podcast. Um, and yeah, that's where, that's where we're at. That's where we're, you know, putting our podcast. The link is in the bio, but it's on Spotify. It's on Apple podcast. It's on anchor. Basically everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there.
0: Your radio voice is coming out right there. Your radio voice is coming uh, out.
1: Oh, yeah. it's like, don't make me it in <laughs> Spanish.
0: Muy bien. Vamos a hablar en español la próxima vez. ¿La vez la próxima la pro-
1: La próxima vez, por supuesto que vamos a hablar en español. Muy
0: bien, muy bien. Te voy, <laughs> voy a presentar este Kevin para que pueda hablar contigo también.
1: Me late cacahuate a mí conocer otros hombres y platicar sobre nuestras historias. Me encanta. Entonces, mm-hmm. muchísimas gracias.
0: Muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much, José. <laughs> you Y thank you for being a part of the, the Million Mask Movement that we're creating. So, appreciate it. Um, thank you. Take care, man. You too. What you heard today, you enjoyed if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, we also invite people to join us in a face to face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you, can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work that we do in the Million Mask movement
1: to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.